Welcome to Is It Bedtime Yet? The podcast for parents about mental health and the experience of being a parent. The podcast that discusses what it's like to be adults raising tiny humans that make us all ask, is it bedtime yet? I'm Dr. Jen Samstad. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist in Los Angeles, California, and I have a daughter who is almost two years old. And I'm Dr. Serene Boyajian, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in Los Angeles, California, and I have two sons, ages three and five. Today, we're going to be talking about postpartum depression and other perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, but our primary focus is going to be on postpartum depression, and this is actually going to be a two-part episode. So the first part is going to be a little bit more clinical, talking about the diagnosis itself, and then our second part, we're going to have a guest with us who's experienced postpartum depression herself, and we'll be talking about her experiences. Postpartum depression is just one diagnosis that makes up PMADS, or perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Um, PMADS include a range of disorders such as depression, anxiety, panic disorders, PTSD, OCD, perinatal bipolar disorder, and psychosis. So there's there's really six diagnoses in there. We're going to be focusing our discussion today on depression and anxiety because that's the most prevalent of the disorders. But we wanted to just acknowledge that there really are a range of disorders and that they're really not talked about. Well, I think recently in the media, a lot of celebrities have come out and talked about their own experiences with postpartum depression. Yeah, they have. Um, I know celebrities like Chrissy Teigen, recently Serena Williams... Um, came up out and started talking about their personal experiences. Brooke Shields, Hayden Panettiere, Courtney uh, Cox, Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, there have been there have been quite a few, and I I love that this is happening. Not that I love that people are experiencing postpartum right. depression, but I love that this is happening because I think for so long these disorders have been swept under the rug and not talked about and really stigmatized and. The fact that celebrities are starting to talk about it is really starting to shed some light on the conversation around perinatal health and perinatal mood disorders. Right. And I I was reading some quotes from, you know, these celebrity moms. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know off the top of my head right now, but Chrissy Teigen said something um, about feeling tired but relieved when she Mm -hmm. got the... The diagnosis of postpartum depression because she felt like, okay, there was an end in sight and there was a reason to her... You know, the, the mood shift, the tearfulness, the just the funk she was in. Um, and it, it was confusing for her because mm-hmm. she had, she she was saying how she had everything she wanted yeah. and more. I think it's such a common experience for right. women who experience postpartum depression because you're supposed to feel so happy about having a baby, especially for women who maybe have been trying for a long time or experienced infertility and then finally got pregnant there's this idea that you shouldn't be upset because you finally do have this baby. Right. So I'm so glad that she started talking about that. Yeah, my favorite quote actually that I found was mm-hmm. from um, Nick Lachey's wife, okay. Vanessa Lachey. And I'm going to read you the quote because it was it described everything I think most moms feel but amplified for her with um, her postpartum depression. Um, she said, quote, I imagined blissful days, tired nights, but quiet loving moments. I imagined family dinners with the 12 casseroles I prepared ahead of time and a beautiful post-pregnancy glow that embodied me 24-7. But this was none of that. And that was her experience. You go into pregnancy and giving birth and having a baby with the idea that you're going to walk out like Duchess Kate Middleton. Right. And I think especially for these celebrities that have such high... They have the whole world watching them. Right. I imagine it's such a shock for them when they experience 
something like postpartum depression. And so for any of our moms listening, for any of our parents listening, know that you're not alone if, if you've experienced any of these sorts of symptoms or disorders or even right had touches of it. Like it, it's finally being talked about, I think, in society, but it's been an issue forever. Well, here's the thing. I referenced Duchess Kate because mm-hmm. she comes out of the labor room literally hours later looking incredible and smiling and waving and holding that baby. And you look at her or any any of these moms that are on TV or on the spotlight Just, yeah. and you think, wow, like that's what it's supposed to look like. Right. Let's let's set aside celebrities for a second. Right. You look, you scroll through your social media feed, you look through Facebook, you look through Instagram, all you see are the happy pictures. Everyone seems so happy. Right. Yeah. So you wouldn't you wouldn't even know if anybody, any of your family, friends, whatever, are experiencing any of this mm-hmm. stuff unless they were being transparent and talking about it. And I think it's just starting to become a conversation in our society. Right. And I think seeing these celebrities and seeing friends or family now mm-hmm. um, all over social media or the, the press or media looking like they're in such bliss. But, you know, it's you see that yeah. and you think that that's what it's supposed to look like. They might themselves not even be really experiencing what they're showing you right. in the photos. They might not be that happy. Exactly. Well, and I imagine most aren't. Some might be, but most aren't right. at least all the time. So getting into some of the, the nitty-gritty talking about this topic. Give me numbers. So in 2013, there's a study of 10,000 women that showed at least 21% of them had postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big number. I also wonder how much, how many people are misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed. Oh, yeah. I bet it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Or people who just don't feel comfortable enough talking about it. They feel shame. Right. Embarrassed. Stigma. Mm-hmm. It just seems as though um, postpartum depression might go undiagnosed or might be underdiagnosed because a lot of people might confuse it for um, postpartum blues or baby blues, what most people call it. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're two very different things. Postpartum depression and baby blues are completely different and they look different in their symptomology. Well, so postpartum blues and also some pregnancy symptoms, um, usually it lasts from two days to two weeks after giving birth, generally it's, it's gone by about two weeks. 60 to 80% of women experience that after having a baby. So it's, it's very, very common. It can include things like being tearful, feeling sort of low energy, but your energy is able to be picked up. Things like confusion, fogginess of the mind. Definitely. You just feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And yet there's bouts of feeling emotional or mm-hmm. tearfulness. I think that's a good majority of moms yeah. experience this, especially Absolutely. the mental fog. So in contrast, for postpartum depression, really it could start anywhere from pregnancy all the way through four weeks after the baby comes. The general mood is much more that of like a persistent gloom. Hopelessness, yes. helplessness. Absolutely. You see no end or cure or help in sight. Low self-esteem, feeling really just a really low energy that even if you rest, even if you like take breaks, you, you have a hard time getting that energy back. Um, a lot of times it can impact appetite or sleep. It's much more prevalent. Right. It's important to mention that a lot of times people have thoughts of harming themselves, harming their babies, or thoughts that uh-huh. maybe uh, their family would be better off without them. Their child would be better off without them, but with no intention of actually carrying through with that. And I think those thoughts can be really scary for people. 
but also knowing that that is a part of postpartum depression. Right. And it, do, it doesn't mean you're a bad mom. It doesn't or mean you're a bad mom. You're worthless. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that. And I think a, a major concern people have is does this mean I'm crazy? And it's a valid concern because you're experiencing yourself as this new person mm-hmm. who's not functioning on the same level as you were prior to having these symptoms. Right. So you're wondering if something snapped or if I'm not worthy or if I'm losing my mind. Right. But just know that that's postpartum depression. And if that's what you're experiencing, just know that you're not alone. And that's a a common experience of other people who have gone through this experience as well. Another thing to talk about is the fact that postpartum and perinatal mood and anxiety disorders don't only touch biological mothers. Right. right? Like they they can affect dads and other partners. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a 2010 study showed that 10% of new fathers also experience anywhere from moderate to severe depression. And that same study also showed that the intensity and the likelihood of that partner experiencing that depression was correlated to whether or not the mother had it. So if the mother has postpartum depression, it was much more likely that the partner was going to have it too, because they're experiencing not only all of the highs and lows and scariness and everything that comes with being a new parent, but they're also juggling their partner who's experiencing this really intense, not only emotional, but biological change of having a baby. It also impacts adoptive families. It does. Um, the, ad- the adoption process is difficult and there's a lot of emotional highs and lows mm-hmm. and your adrenaline is going and you're super excited and when it finally happens and whether you're adopting a child from abroad or you're going through the foster adopt system Mm -hmm. in the U.S. it's a difficult process it is so when you're finally alone you have that child your the adoption papers are all signed you can experience that postpartum depression and the symptoms that go along with it even if that child is not your biological child that is very true and I imagine that those parents feel even more of a stigma or concern about experiencing it because they didn't biologically just have a a child. Right. And so how do you rationalize that? How do you explain to people that I'm feeling these emotions, especially since you worked so hard for so long? It's such a long journey and complicated journey. And then to say, well, now I'm sad. Right. Now I have the blues or now I'm having these thoughts of hurting myself. How do you, how does that make sense? Right. And how do you explain that to somebody? But the thing is, it doesn't have to make sense. It does not it's have a to very make sense real to thing. anybody other than... The person experiencing it. You and your own experiences. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's not just an experience of biological parents. Definitely it can be not. for any other kind of parent as well, or any other kind of caregiver. You know, I heard this quote that I really love, and the quote is, you can love your baby, but hate the job. And what that speaks to is, I mean, you can love your child, but hate the work of being a mother or hate the the job that it entails raising a newborn. Yeah, that that totally makes me think of Brooke Shields because mm, when I was doing yeah. research for this podcast, um, I think she was one of the first people I remember who really um, talked about postpartum depression. And I think she was on meds and she was very open about it. Um, here's the question. Hold on, I'm trying to find it. Okay, so this is what she said. She said, I attribute a lot to breastfeeding because for me, the physical connection is what I really needed, whether I enjoyed it or not. Somewhere along the line, it was undeniable that she was stuck to me. I think that was important to my recovery. So essentially, 
the article highlights how she did not want to pick up her daughter. She did not want that physical connection. She wanted nothing to do with this child. Um, you know, through help from her psychiatrist and therapist, um, and also breastfeeding, she was able to recover. And she pretty much talks about how she was forced to feed this child and have this physical connection to keep this child healthy and alive. And through that process, she was able to recover and wow. build that connection, that attachment with yeah. her daughter. Well, and I think just on that note really quickly, I think it's important to note that breastfeeding for a woman who's experiencing postpartum depression can go both ways. It can do that where it can have the power of that's the only thing that mother feels like she's doing right. That's the only thing that she feels like she's able to connect with her child on. Yeah. But it could also do the opposite if there's any sort of bump in the road when it comes to the breastfeeding relationship. If the mom's having any sort of difficulties with breastfeeding, right. it can be the trigger for starting postpartum depression or it can worsen postpartum depression. Um, so I think that's an important thing, thing to think about too. Right. But just in general, it's important for us to talk about how perinatal mood and anxiety disorders such as postpartum depression can impact a mother's ability or a parent's ability to bond or feel attached to their child. Or they feel like because they have this depression, they're not able to be a good mother and they're not able to be a present or attuned with their child. And that doesn't necessarily have to be the case, but it does mean that the mother has to focus on getting well and getting the care that she needs to be able to best help her child. And to be honest with herself and the people around her that she is going through this. Absolutely. And- let go of the stigma that surrounds the diagnosis. I th- that's a really important part of it. And I think our society is doing a really good job right now in starting to talk about this and starting the conversation. But I think it definitely needs to continue. And things like talking about it on this podcast and really letting our listeners know what a prevalent issue this is and that there shouldn't be any stigma around it. There shouldn't be any fear about talking about it because the more we talk about it, the more people are able to get help around it. Right. The more it's normalized, the more it becomes just part of our regular society, a part of our vocabulary, Mm -hmm. because now it's just a diagnosis. It's something clinicians talk about. So some resources, Jen. Absolutely. Awesome. So if you are experiencing any sort of perinatal mood or anxiety disorders, first of all, the most important things you could do for yourself are to seek help in the forms of a therapist, medication if that's what's needed because a lot of times that's something that is needed when depression gets that intense or any of these other mood disorders and the importance of social support social support is the thing that will really help to be able to make you feel like you're not alone because such a big part of this disorder is that feeling of loneliness that feeling of isolation that feeling of you're the only one experiencing this so some of the resources that we have um if this is something that you're going through are First of all, if you are experiencing any sort of suicidal ideation, please dial 911 or you can access the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. For postpartum support, you can contact Postpartum Support International at www.postpartum.net. And Postpartum Support International, PSI, also has a warm line. So you can call them at 1-800-944-4773. There's also a website that's dedicated specifically to postpartum dads. So for fathers who are experiencing any sort of difficulties postpartum, you can find them at www.postpartumdads.org. So please feel free to share these resources. And if any of our listeners have had any experience with postpartum mood disorders that you'd like to share... 
You can email us at isabedtimeyetpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at isabedtimeyetpodcast with underscores between each of the words. And you can find us on Facebook at isabedtimeyetpodcast. And for tonight, this is Dr. Jen and Dr. Serene asking, is it bedtime yet? <laughs>